0: What is a power ballad? People can argue it till the end of time. First of all, you got to have this vocal that actually has power. And of course, there's got to be a buildup. And you got to kind of take your time to the buildup. And, you know, forget about dancing. You don't dance to power ballads. And there obviously has to be a key change. So we're talking power ballads today on Growing Up Rock. Crank it Up.
1: To be or not to be a power ballad, that is the question. Tonight we are going to be arguing, I guarantee you it will be arguing, over the definition of a power ballad. This is an ongoing conversation that I have had time and time again. Not only with my partner over there, Hollywood, but with various other people. And it's driving me nuts. It's been a topic on our website. It's been a topic on our group page and it's just never ending. And to kind of referee the situation, we needed to bring in a third party for this. So who better to bring in, but our friend Jay Scott from the Hook Rocks. What's going on, Jay?
2: Not too much, man. What's going on with you guys? You know, I don't have my Foot Locker referee shirt on, so I hope you guys are, are okay with that.
0: <laughs> I've got this completely figured out. All the listener has to do is every time you hear Steven speak, hit the little circle thing that says jump 30 seconds, dump 30 seconds, hit that three times and it will get back to me or Jay. You will have a perfect episode and you will hear no crap.
1: Hey, you don't know how many people write in and actually say that, but here's the thing. It's my show, so fuck them.
3: Do I know you? You perfection from yourself, from your soup. How can I tolerate any less from my customer? Despacho, por favor.
2: Por favor?
3: Oh, I'm part Spanish. <laughs> Adios,
2: muchacho. Go on.
3: Leave. Get out. But I didn't do anything.
2: Next. <laughs> philosophy. I've got that same philosophy when I do the polls on my Twitter page. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, No, it's all good. Listen, uh, we are here for fun, and we love nothing better than a great topic that invokes conversation. And this is certainly a topic that invokes conversation. I really can swing one way or the other. There's some interesting songs we're going to talk about tonight where I'm really just down the middle on whether it's a power ballad or not. But there are other songs that we're going to talk about that I will fight tooth and nail over it's not a power ballot. So we'll get into all that. But first, let's talk about our guest here, Jay Scott. Jay, tell us about your podcast. Well,
2: it's been an interesting journey. It's coming uh, up for the uh, first year anniversary. I started this back at the end of June for a few reasons. Number one, I love talking music. And I always enjoy hearing people's Musical Journey, What Hooked Them on Rock and Roll, and that is the name of the show, The Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. gives anyone that comes on the show the opportunity to talk about what hooked them on rock and roll, whether it's a song, an album, a band, or performance. And then it was also a way for me to develop a hobby because I needed one. And I figured, you know, combine the best of both worlds, my passion for talking and music, and listening to podcasts and and here I am right now.
1: There you go. Both Sonny and I have been on your show and I think there's a lot of similarities between the hook rocks and growing up rock, at least philosophy wise. We're both kind of into the hard rock metal scene And you always ask your guest the same question for first-time guests. And we'll ask you the same question for a lot of our first-time guests, which is, what are some of your earliest memories growing up around hard rock and metal music?
2: Wow, that's an incredible question because there's so much. You know, when you start to think of one memory, it's like a, you know, it just flows back in. You start to remember all these things. I think it's basically... My first rock album that I had ever heard was Journey Escape. And I had been familiar with the piano because my grandfather, who used to be a lounge piano player back in the days of the speakeasies in Chicago, had a baby grand in his basement. And whenever I would stay overnight there, early Saturday morning, early Sunday mornings, he would be playing at like eight, nine o'clock in the morning. And he, really hit the keys hard. He was what I call like a thunder piano player where you could really feel him hit those keys. And then as I grew up and and, and got older, my brother brought home an album that he borrowed from his friend called Journey Escape, great classic album. And he put the needle on the vinyl in my, in my parents' living room. The first song was Don't Stop Believing. And of course it had that piano intro. So of course I connected immediately with the song because of the piano And then after that, you know, it was Van Halen, it was Kiss, it was Judas Priest. I remember hearing David Lee Roth on the radio. I remember the first time I listened to Van Halen 1. It was basically like a religious experience. It was just incredible. I was probably seven years old and then seeing them at the U.S. Festival on television, on MTV a year later in 1983 with David Lee Roth and the Assless Chaps. And of course, there was Kiss. Kiss was the first album that I bought at the record store with my own money. I saved up money from my paper route when I was nine years old. And that was the first album that I bought. But there's so many things and there's so many ways I connected with music that I don't know if there's one definitive response, but all in all, I mean, listening to all that music and and enjoying it and, and capturing the imagination of a young kid is why I'm here today.
1: What was your first concert?
2: First concert. First real concert. First real concert was, well, if you're talking concert, that would have to be Eddie Rabbit. My parents took me to see Eddie Rabbit, who was an old country western singer. And I think I was probably about four or five at the time. So that was my first concert. And then first rock concert, man, it had to be, I would say, Rat and Bon Jovi on the Out of the Cellar tour. It was either the Out of the Cellar tour or the Invasion of Privacy tour.
1: Yeah, what a great show that was. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, we're going to get into this power ballad stuff. I think it's going to be fun. I got a few more questions for you, Jay, before we get into it. But before we get into all this, you know what we got to do.
2: Let's do it.
4: It's time for the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight.
1: All right, so tonight's Crank It Up New Music Spotlight comes to us from Garish and the Chronicles. This is a band that is from India, Pune's Peeps. Pune, you know these guys? These guys friends of yours or what? No,
0: they were friends of mine. They have better melodies on the other songs. This one's pretty good. even but- boy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right so uh they just released a new album called rock the highway i discovered this band through spotify in some way shape or form and they were formed in 2009 by vocalist garish Pradham. i'm not sure i'm pronouncing that right but i took a stab at it check out this song rock and roll is here to stay
0: See, like, that song's good. And, uh, you know, I'm honestly kidding a bit about the rest of the songs on their CD. They have good stuff, and it's great music, great riffs. It's a little rough on the edges for me. If it was a little more polished, it would hit my ear immediately. Like, it's just missing Diane Warren on three songs, or Desmond Child on a couple of songs, or Nevison producing it. It's missing that to make it absolutely pleasing to my ear. But I can imagine why you like it, because you like that rough side sometimes.
1: Yeah, I know you like this singer, and I agree with you that the album is the album is too long. So it's over an hour long. I think it's 12 songs, 15 songs, something like that. But I think that it could be definitely trimmed down to a really solid 10 songs. I think it's a band that shows a lot of promise. I think they're fairly young, so I would like to maybe see them continue to grow, but I think this record actually has several other tracks on it that are really worthy, and uh, I dig this tune a lot. So a good, promising young band. I love the fact that they're from uh, somewhere other than not only the U.S., but Europe or Sweden, so that's very cool to me because that means that rock and roll is reaching some of those far-off corners.
0: And Jay, you had already heard this before uh, we clued you into it, right?
2: Yeah, I had heard it by accident a few weeks ago while I was diving in a rabbit hole on YouTube, and I thought it was great. I thought it was a really good tune. And then a follower of mine sent me the link last week because he enjoyed it. And then here you guys, you know, here we are today talking about it. But I liked it. It's not something that I really like. Got into. I thought it's a great song. I thought. You know, the arrangement was great. I thought the song was good, but, you know, it, it just didn't really, I wouldn't say, grabbed hold of me and, and uh, you know, shook me around and, and, and enjoyed it. But no, it's a good song, definitely. And I think, I think you're right. It's nice to hear music from other parts of the world besides the U.S. and U.K. And, and Canada. But I think they, you know, I haven't heard the rest of the album, so I definitely want to check that out. But yeah, I enjoyed it.
1: Awesome. All right. Tune up those pianos, pull out those acoustic guitars, and turn up those electric guitars. It's time to talk power ballads. Here we go.
0: Okay, so the power ballad, Stephen and I argue about this constantly. Whether we're on tape or not on tape, whether we're in the text exchange, it's a mess.
3: We can all agree, Cam Brady, he's a mess.
0: So normally what we do when we start arguing is we go to the listener base and start asking the listener base what they think. You know how we always talk about our polls? A power ballad is. Now, the problem is is that you you can put up two songs against each other. You'll get X percentage vote this way, X percentage vote this way. You got people arguing back and forth about it is a power ballad or it isn't a power ballad but they're not telling you why.
1: So it doesn't matter. The people that vote with me vote correctly. It doesn't matter why.
0: <laughs> Good Lord. What we did instead was we asked the listeners, give us your definition of a power ballot. So figured we'd go through a couple of definitions and maybe uh, talk about a few. Then we'll go through a couple more, talk about a few. So the first couple, the first one was sent to us by Grayson Gallegos, and he says, I think this usually starts acoustically and then kicks in during the chorus or a bridge part before going back to an acoustic or a softer ending. So that was his uh, definition. Jim Montgomery said, I always thought that the power part of it was more about the chords in the chorus than the vocalist in the chorus. And then Ivan Galesik said, it's a song you put on a cassette tape that you give to a girl hoping you get laid. Uh, I agree with (laughs) Ivan. (laughs) Ivan is dead on um, because I think there was a lot of my mixtapes had power ballads on it. There's no doubt about it. How you doing?
2: Good observation by
0: Ivan.
1: back in the 80s that was definitely the case without a doubt but one thing you, you failed to mention is the actual ballad definition at least the one that came up when we googled it says an emotional rock song generally focused on love delivered with powerful vocals yeah meh
2: Jay what do you think about definition.
0: yeah what do you think about those four definitions
2: I think they're close but you know for me the definition of a power ballad is is something that is powerful, right? It starts off with piano or guitar. You think of Home Sweet Home, or you think of I Remember You in the vein of just the guitar, just the piano, the vocals kick in, and then it has the drums and the bass kick in after the first verse is sung. And then it's got these soaring, you know, chorus and the soaring guitar solo. And it's a song that you want to ask a girl to dance at the at the prom or the junior high dance or whatever you know whatever it is i mean you don't want to dance to i should say a slow dance but i think it all has that i think sunny kind of touched on it a little bit or someone touched on it It has like a swelling that proceeds or progresses in the song after the first you know lyrics are sung, and it just it's got like i said soaring chorus soaring guitar solo that's my definition
1: let me ask you this does tempo play a part in it or not
2: i believe so yes
1: What about topic? What about lyrical topic? Does it matter?
2: Well, you know, let's compare I'll Be There For You to One, A Dead or Alive, right? You know, two slower songs by Bon Jovi. One is a power ballad, one's not. I'll Be There For You. He'll Be There For You in the morning. He'll Be There For You, whatever. That's a power ballad. One, A Dead or Alive is about touring, seeing a million faces and rocking them all and not a power ballad. It has to do with some longing or love or connection with somebody can't be about you know a road diary or a touring diary. It has to specifically be about you know how I want to hold you in my arms, how I want to feel you, how I want to touch you. Pretty much how I feel about Sonny. So <laughs> you still
0: feel that way? I put a shirt on. You still feel that way?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna have to already disagree. This is where we're gonna start disagreeing. Yeah, I'm gonna already disagree with you. Although I
0: agree that many power ballads have a love relationship attachment to it. Yes, exactly what you said. "Wanted, dead or alive" is a power ballad to me too. Mm -hmm. I don't think it has to be just a relationship topic. I can, I think it can be about addiction. It can be about a loss of a loved one. It can be about fans. It can be about a lot of things. I think the power ballad is more about the musical swelling, and the way the vocal melody is sang versus what the topic is.
1: I don't disagree with you. I think that it comes down to tempo. It comes down to the construction of the song, but I don't necessarily think that it needs to be lyrical content that defines a power ballad. Now, some people will disagree because the very definition of a ballad take away the power. The ballad, I think, is very specific in the dictionary. But yeah, I tend to agree with Sonny when it comes down to that particular point.
2: Well, I always look at it this way. If I'm a junior high, right, and there's girls on one side and there's boys on the other, and the DJ's playing Billy Idol or he's playing The Police back in the day, and he puts on Wanted Dead or Alive, is that a song I'm going to go ask to dance, a slow dance with a girl across the gym. I don't know. I'm not gonna I I don't want to dance to with a girl to a song that's basically a touring diary about life on the road. Yeah, I want to dance to a song about, you know, how I feel about something or someone, you know, kind of like, you know, open arms or, you know, whatever power ballad that would you know would would think about. So I do think subject matter to me Is important. Now there are ballads. You know, "Wanted Dead or Alive" is more of a country rock ballad, right? It's got that acoustic guitar. It's got that slide in it, so it is a ballad. But a power ballad, yeah. I don't know.
1: Well, it's a power ballad for the sheer fact that Richie hits a power chord and makes it a power ballad, but we'll get into that a little bit later. If we go back to Ivan Galsik's definition, it's a song you put on a cassette tape that uh, you give to a girl in the hopes that you'll get laid. I don't necessarily think that I'm going to get laid if we're talking about a power ballad that is mainly about addiction. <laughs> I don't think heroin's a good subject to get laid on. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if
2: talking about burning a spoon and injecting it in your in your arm is gonna make someone long for you.
0: <laughs> There's other ways to get laid. Like you could listen
2: to coolness. Well, and get laid. it doesn't have to be I mean, back. you know, if you want to go down and visit, you know, the crack whore on the corner who's <laughs> who's got a heroin problem, you are correct, Sonny, but you know, when you're 1415 you can't drive that kind of, it's not an option.
1: I'm going <laughs> to go on this couple skate, but right after I do two lines of Coke and shoot up with a dirty needle. Next. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> All right. What's next, Sonny?
0: All right. So a few more definitions. Uh, some of them funnier than others uh, Our Buddy Loose Canon. A song with sentiment, feeling, great melody, and revealing lyrics but not completely comfortable the artist showing their sensitive side. So it straps on a set of balls or a ripping solo and metal riffing for a bit to show they still have a hairy sack. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay, that's okay. All right. You know what? I read that, and by the way, he wants to be referred to as LC these days. So, oh, good lord. <laughs> so, LC, I'm hoping that we get a symbol from him so we can just refer to the symbol. But LC, although his statement is fairly humorous and the way he says it, if you dig through that, he's not completely wrong. I'm
2: just yeah. so worried about fans playing like, you know, manscape. That's what I keep thinking about. <laughs> yeah.
1: You're stuck on the hairy sack, yeah. Uh,
0: n- now Jimmy Johnson answered. I don't know if this is Jimmy Johnson, the race car driver. I don't know if Jimmy Johnson, the poet. I don't know if it's Jimmy Johnson, the the Dallas Cowboys coach. <laughs> I don't know who this is. But uh, the person said basically 80s bands doing their version of the Beatles' "Long Winding Road." I don't even know that. Song.
1: It's a fantastic song, but yeah, no, I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Wally and Rich have the CGCM podcast and Wally answered it just like how I would answer it. Technically, his definition was the songs on an album that his partner, Rich Dylan hates. I could say the same thing. The songs on any album that Stephen Michael hates basically is the ballad
1: Yeah, you're not wrong completely. <laughs> you're really not wrong, but there, there are some power ballads and we're going to talk about some of them tonight that I actually do like quite a bit
0: couple more definitions. Brad Rustoven said, the second single released by any hard rock band from 85 to 91. S- somebody disagreed and said it was actually the third single. I don't know, maybe. Jeffrey Scott Smith said, uh, I'll steer the pudding pot here. My litmus test is my wife. If she allows the song to be played without asking <laughs> it to be turned down, then it must be a ballad of some sort.
2: My response to that is never let a woman dictate what you listen to. <laughs>
0: so I'm like okay so we got all these definitions so I decide to go to a songwriter so I reach out to a songwriter and say give me your definition of what you think a ballad is so Todd Kearns answered he said that's a very good subject I would say black and white video that explodes in color for the chorus then he said laugh out loud then he said piano or acoustic guitar based but the guitar player cannot be restrained and has to let fly some loud ass guitar into a melodic solo more than words is not a power ballad it's a ballad november rain is probably a power ballad but stuff like don't know what you got till it's gone by cinderella power ballad so thanks todd for answering i think that's a good definition
2: yeah, I don't know if I agree though with November Rain being a power ballad. I never considered it a power ballad.
1: Oh, I do totally. I do. Yeah,
2: I think it's more kind of Queen, Elton John esque, where it has a lot more elements and a lot more depth in the arrangement to make it just a ballad or a song. I I never thought of it, you know, as a you know as a as a power ballad. Maybe the video had a lot to do with that too, with my thinking. But yeah, you know, like we mentioned Queen at the beginning of the episode about how you know their their arrangements and how they presented a song. I I feel that way a lot with with November Rain.
1: I mean, it's it's epic for sure with orchestration and the video and all that other stuff. But if you strip it down for its core, it fits the definition of a power ballad with the mainly slow a couple of heavy parts in the middle. I agree with that definition 100 percent to me.
0: Yeah, I think it throws people off, throws me off. Right. If somebody says is don't stop believing by journey, a power ballad.
1: No, nope. you know,
0: You'll get arguments either way. No. But if somebody was to say versus Open Arms, Open Arms is probably a power ballad.
1: Yes.
2: Open Arms is probably the first power ballad if you think about it.
0: Oh, that's possible.
2: Yeah, that's possible.
0: Or something like, you know, Brian Adams, Everything I Do For You. That's a straight up ballad. That Robin Hood song is yeah. straight up ballad. But it's a horrible one. <laughs> but Heaven by Him might be a power ballad. Yeah. Right? Heaven by Warrant is probably a power ballad. I Saw Red? I don't know.
2: Yeah. I Saw Red, to me, is a lot like Hysteria by Def Leppard, where it's got a a mid-tempo type of song where it's kind of a ballad type song, but it's not full-on power ballad, whereas I look at Heaven or Love Bites as being full-on power ballads. You know, when you think of Headed for a Heartbreak by Winger with the orchestra in the beginning, the orchestra type of arrangement into the song, how the song ends with the outro with a prolonged guitar solo versus another one of theirs, you know, miles away. I think miles away is more of a power ballad and headed for a heartbreak.
1: Well, hold on. Cause we're getting ahead of the game here because Sonny has a, a couple of lists that we're going to go down. Right. And we're going to, we're going to discuss this because there's definitely some differing opinions with some of these songs on this list.
0: Okay, so I split the list into two and uh I'm not even sure we're going to be right there, but the two I split it into was I have a list that all of us would agree these songs are power ballads. Nope. And then there's a list where I think we're going to have different votes. So, all right, so let's just start. Is this Love by Whitesnake? Votes on whether it's a power ballad or not.
1: Jay
2: I would tend to lean towards yes, even though it's got a little bit of more of a, a mid-tempo type of feel to it, but I would say yes on that.
0: Yes for me. And yes for me. All right. So we got, got a good start going there. Sister Christian, Night Ranger,
2: Jay. Yes.
0: Yes. Okay. That's a yes for me too. Home Sweet Home, Motley Crue, Jay.
2: Yes. It, in fact, I believe this is a song that made record companies force bands to put a power ballad on the album.
1: Absolute for me.
0: And I agree with Jay. I think uh, you got the record company saying if that shitty singer can do a power ballad, anybody can. Um, sorry, ben. reason to live, kiss, Jay. No,
1: I don't know. I'm kind of torn between this one. Uh, this was one of the ones that I was kind of like, yeah, I'm not really sure that that's a power ballad. I'll go yes. To me, it is you know, all the way.
2: I, I just think that, with again, with the mid-tempo, the subject matter, I think it's an incredible song. I think it's one of Kiss's best songs in the non-makeup era. I just never thought of it as a power belt.
1: Yeah, and let me just say this. We're not voting on whether the song is good or not because some of these songs on this list can suck ass for me. But... <laughs> 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 but I will say whether they're a, a ballad, a power ballad or not, I'm honest about what I'm saying there. So,
0: <laughs> OK, let's go with Fly to the Angel Slaughter.
2: Jay. ooh, this kind of kind of goes with my you know original thought about one, a dead or alive. I think it has all the elements of a power ballad in terms of the music. It's got a very slow start with an acoustic guitar. It swells with a soaring chorus. And a soaring guitar solo, but based on the fact that it's not about, it's basically about someone dying and remembering them. Man, I'm on the fence on this, but I got to go, no. It's
1: a no-brainer for me. Absolutely, it's a power ballad. And here's an example of, it doesn't always got to be
0: love, right? So it's a power ballad to me, too. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's do Carrie, Europe, Jay. Yes. 100%. for me, too. Don't know what you got till it's gone. Cinderella, Jay. Yes.
1: 150%.
0: I'm with you. Okay, we're unanimous there. Love of a Lifetime, Firehouse, Jay.
1: Yes. It's played at weddings, for God's sakes, yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I say yes, too. I think we're getting to a song that Steve doesn't like very much, you know, because it's you know, when I look into your eyes, he hates that shit. Um, yeah, keep it going, but Stephen might hang up. So, <laughs> when I look into your eyes, by Firehouse, Jay.
1: Yes, another wedding songs, back to back wedding songs. Yes, absolutely.
0: On back to back ballads by the same band. Yeah, obviously knew how to sell albums, right? Yep. Um. Okay. When love and hate collide, Def Leppard.
2: Jay. I think I've heard this song maybe twice in my entire life, but I would have to say yes.
1: Yeah, this song blows, but yes, it's a...
0: No, it doesn't.
1: It does. (laughs) It It blows. Come on.
0: Uh, We've already talked about Love Bites. I think we all agree that's a power ballad. Do we agree on that? Yes. Yes. Okay. Heaven, Warrant, I think we all agree.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I Saw Red, I guess that's more of a ballad, or is that a power ballad? Now, I'm 50-50 on I Saw Red. I think, Jay, you said it's more of probably a slow-tempo ballad, right?
2: Yeah, it's more of a mid-tempo ballad.
1: I said it's a power ballad because there is a heavy electric section in the song.
0: Okay, okay. Open arms, we all agree. Heaven, Brian Adams, Jay, you think that's a power ballad? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I'm the only thing I'm on the fence about is whether it's just a straight-up ballad or whether it's a power ballad. Yeah, yeah.
0: I was surprised, but every time I typed in Boston power ballad, Amanda came up. Amanda is a power ballad? Yeah.
2: No, I don't think so. I think it's I don't a ballad. Think I wouldn't call it a power ballad.
1: is that not a power ballad it has the same slow sections and the same heavy sections it's total power ballad
2: i never really listened to it with that you know for me that type of perception i just you know it's a great song but to me it's more you know i I never really considered and maybe this is another part of the topic that maybe we haven't discussed it also has to do with the type of bands that are playing it because it's boston i never really considered it a power ballad
1: well okay so I'm gonna address that do you agree that Boston is a rock band almost even a hard rock band
2: I would say they're a rock band with elements of hard rock yes
1: okay so the whole I mean I don't know when the last time you guys listened to Amanda was but the whole solo section of Amanda has you know distorted heavy guitar behind it with the acoustic intro and and stuff like that I mean it's a to me it's a Constructed the same way as uh, what we're saying a power ballad is.
2: Yeah, yeah but, I, I
1: agree with all that.
2: I don't know. I mean, up until tonight, I never really thought about whether that song was a power ballad or not because I think I listened just to it differently. I digested it differently than I would a Love Bites or from Def Leppard or a Heaven from Warren. I don't know. Yeah. It's, I mean, you're making great points, Stephen. I'm not disagreeing with anything yeah. that you're saying. It's just a lot of it has to do with what the listener how they absorb it, how they listen to it. You know, I never I don't remember the big, you know, black and white ballad on MTV for Amanda, maybe that just affects my thinking.
1: It's possible. I don't remember the video for this at all. Yeah. yeah I don't I think,
2: think they remember.
0: This one will be a good poll because to me, the verse melody like I can, you know, I've been sitting in my head now for the last 2 minutes. The verse melody is kind of a it's not technically acoustic, it's kind of like a slower tempo and then he builds the vocals but the music doesn't swell as heavy as a normal power ballad. His vocal does, though.
1: I think the heavy section is behind the solo, best I can remember anyway. And then when they come out of the solo, they're back to how they were doing the chorus before. So it's not
0: like building the whole way. I don't know. I think you're going to get a 50-50 split on that one on a pole. But we'll put that on a poll.
1: Yeah, that'd be interesting to throw up there for sure. And then we already talked about the winner songs. so We got an argument here, though. Okay. We did basically touch upon that, but Headed for a Heartbreak, to me, is not a a power ballad. I agree. And here's why. You agree, Jay?
2: Yeah, I don't think it's a power ballad at all.
1: Okay. Here's (laughs) my reasoning why uh, Headed for a Heartbreak is not a, a power ballad, because the tempo is pretty much up the entire time, and it's really never... I mean, yes, the verses are somewhat slower and quieter, but I don't think that song ever completely gets quiet. Now, Miles Away, I think is a power ballad, but Headed for a Heartbreak, I do not think is a power ballad.
2: Yeah, I think the arrangements on Headed for a Heartbreak, the way it's presented, you have a lot of orchestra, orchestral type of arrangement and presentation. And, you know, now we know where that came from with Kip Winger and, what he does currently with his music and how he composes music now. So I think a lot of that off that first album, even like the song Hungry, which is off that first record, and you go into the second album, like Rainbow and the Rose. I don't know if you guys remember that one, but there was a lot of those same elements in those songs. And or listen to the outro, the like Red Beach solo. I mean, it's not a soaring solo. It's a very intricate piece of music that's very musical and it's very – it's beautifully written. It's beautifully done. I would never, in my opinion, categorize this song as a power ballad.
1: Sonny, you, you disagree. So tell us your side. My side
0: is is that if we're going to say it's a ballad and not a power ballad, which I'm fine with, then Amanda's not a power ballad. Because the only thing difference between these two songs is the solo is a little more ripping on Amanda. Besides that, the melodies from
1: the verse to the chorus don't differ much. I'm not even saying it's a ballad though. I'm not. I don't know about you, Jabe. Oh, it's a ballad.
2: I do think it's got some some elements of a ballad, like I said more like a hysteria type of song where I think it's got a lot more depth than hysteria, but I do think especially when he sings the lyrics, you know, it does kind of slow down and get quiet and it does have To me, a lot of elements of a song that would be considered a ballad.
1: But the verses are the only thing that are a little bit quiet. The song kicks in with power chords. It kicks in from the get-go with power chords. It quiets down during the verses. It picks up during the courses. And like you said, that outro is crazy. Like That's one of the best guitar solos to me. That outro is crazy good. But... I don't think there's anything ballady about this song other than maybe the title of it.
0: Uh, The vocal melody is very ballady. Even though he's kicking in on the second part of that verse, he is
1: literally begging for mercy. Like, it is ballady. And I think you'll have people that agree with you. I just don't, don't consider that song a power ballad or a ballad, personally. Yeah, that's interesting. Miles away, I do, though. Miles away, I think, is a straight up power ballad.
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: could argue either way, that it's a power ballad or it's not a power ballad, right? And I got some interesting ones, so I figured we'd just go through all of them. Because some of these, we might all three say, no, that's not even a power ballad. That's just a rock song, right? First one was, You Love Me to Hate You by Kiss. Jay? I, no. I don't. I don't even think that's a power ballad, is it? No, not at all.
2: So people presented these songs or asked about these songs?
0: Yeah, so what I said was, I I said, you know, when you, because this conversation happens with every rock fan on the planet, right? Somebody's always huh. complaining about what a power ballad is, what it isn't. So I said, yeah, last time you talked to your friends, shoot me some texts and messages about songs that are in that conversation. And these were the songs that are in those conversations.
2: Yeah, definitely. You want me to hate you.
1: Yeah.
0: How about Hide Your Heart by Kiss, Jay?
1: Yeah. Nah, no, not at all.
0: That's a tougher one for me. Ace Frehley's yeah. version
2: isn't, I could tell you that. I mean, this is a song sung by Ace Frehley. Does Ace Frehley ever have
1: a ballad? <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs> the answer's no. He could take
0: heaven and make it a rock song, so that you can't no. go on
1: There's nothing that says power ballad about the tempo of "Hide Your Heart." Right,
0: I agree, Stephen. Yeah. How about "Sweet Child of Mine"? That one gets a lot of play, Jay. No, 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 no.
1: It's not a ballad. No, no freaking way. People are stuck on. No, that's not a power ballad.
0: Is it yeah. fair to say that people are looking for a power ballad on Appetite and that's the closest they can get? Is that fair to probably. say?
1: Well, yeah, and probably that's the closest song off of Appetite that speaks to the women. Not that women don't like the other songs on Appetite, but let's face it, Appetite's a kind of dirty, grungy record. Sweet Child of Mine is the closest chance that you got of, of scorn with a chick.
2: You mean It's So Easy isn't part of the uh, game plan there?
1: (laughs) No, I don't think so. The the subject might be, but not the the actual song. I thought maybe Night Train was. Night Train's a part of my plan.
0: (laughs) Wow. Okay, next one. When You Close Your Eyes by Night Ranger.
2: I think it's probably closer out of the choices so far, but in the end, I would have to say no.
0: That's a negative for me. And is this because it's going from ballad to bombastic? Because it does start off at a slower, softer vocal and then build.
1: A very short amount of time. I mean, I think that the tempo for this song, 95% of the time is mid to upper. And so I don't, I mean, I listened to this song today because I wasn't quite sure when I saw this on the list, I wanted to listen to it. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't think this is a power ballad. Yeah, I'm not
0: sure it's a power ballad either, but uh I think it's more ballad to bombastic. It just it doesn't really come back down. It starts slow, that first half of the verse, but then it yeah, it pretty
1: much picks up and stays there. I mean, listen to even on that first verse that you're talking about, listen to Kelly's rim shot with his stick. Uh, the tempo of it kick tick 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 tick. That's not a ballad tempo.
2: I think it's closer to a Rick Springfield song than anything.
1: Oh, Rick Springfield would
0: have killed this song. no oh, idea! He would have done. But
2: it. I think it's got that same type of vibe to it, right?
0: Yeah. You know,
2: like uh, or like an old Sammy Hagar type song, like you know, I'll fall in love again. Uh, you know, kind of that kind of vibe.
0: Yeah. Yep. Okay, so the next one's grunge, and does grunge have any power ballads? Because the song that I got was "Fell on Black Days" Soundgarden. Jay.
2: Anyone that. Asks whether this song is a power ballad, needs to be committed immediately. <laughs> Not walking the streets of society any longer because I worry about their decision making, I worry about their choices, <laughs> and I worry about who they are hanging out with and who's in their life that led them to think and ask if Fell on Black Days by Soundgarden is a power ballad.
3: You yelled rape at the top of your lungs. Mom, I honestly thought
1: I was going to be raped for a second he had the craziest look in his eyes
0: and at one point he said let's get it on that was about the fighting i'm so not a raper (laughs) but what is it because it's not a ballad
2: so what is it it's a grungy song it's a you fell on black days it's a deep dark grungy gritty song it's not it's not a ballad at all so grunge is not allowed to have ballads no i'm not saying that but this isn't certainly a ballad I mean, I would I would, you know, you know, I would say Black Hole Sun is probably closer to a ballad than Fell on Black Days.
1: Uh, Agreed. 100 percent. Yeah. Grunge is definitely allowed to have ballads. In fact, I got a couple ballads that are my favorite from grunge bands. But this song in particular is not a ballad. It's not a power ballad. Uh, And I agree again with Jay that uh, Black Hole Sun is closer to a ballad than this tune.
0: Okay, we got two Van Hagar tracks. Man, these ones get a lot of conversation. When It's Love and Love Walks In. Are they power ballads, Jay?
2: Well, I know how much When It's Love is endearing to you, Um, (laughs) but I would say it's a ballad, but not a power ballad. I think that Love Walks In is probably closer to a power ballad than When It's Love, but I still think that it's not. I think the only power ballad that Van Halen ever did with Hagar is not enough off a of balance. Steven?
1: Yeah, I'm thinking because it was tough. I had to listen to both of these back to back. When It's Love, I don't think is a power ballad at all. Yeah, that's not a power ballad. Love Walks In, I was a little bit more on the fence about. So I think I agree with Jay in in the fact that it's definitely closer to a power ballad, but I really, I could lean either way on that one personally.
0: Yeah. When it's love to me is now a power ballad. Love walks in to me is a power ballad. Dreams could be close. Mm. Uh, not enough. Definitely is. There's no doubt, but dreams is close to me too.
1: I think sucker in a three piece is probably the biggest ballad that they've done. Yeah. Good Lord. <laughs>
0: We talked yeah. about Don't Stop Believing is more of a ballad, right? We're, th- we're thinking that's more of a ballad. I don't think it's a ballad. That's not that song.
2: No, I don't think it's a ballad either.
0: Oh, it's just a mid-tempo rock song. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can go with that. Somebody said No One Like You by The Scorpions. Is that because it's ballad to Bombastic maybe?
1: Probably.
2: I, I you know, This person, whoever said this, is in the same category of The on Black Days, dude. With Soundgarden, they should be—they should not be allowed to—to to walk amongst us.
1: Let's just put no one like you on, and then uh, right after that, let's play "Still Loving You," <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. because there's a definite difference. And one is a power ballad, and one is not.
0: Yes, yes. So, like "Wind of Change," that's a ballad. It's a ballad. Yeah. "Still Loving You" is a power ballad. Yes. yes. Okay. All right. Just going all right the two tough ones by skid bro 18 in life and i remember you jay uh
2: 18 in life no i remember you absolutely 100
1: okay now i'm gonna go on a bit of a rant here because this is a sore spot with me in a conversation that i had with Derek novak Derek novak i don't know if you're listening to this episode but i hope you are listen up son I had this argument with Derek Novak in about the fifth row of Skid Row on the Monsters of Rock cruise, and he swears up and down that 18 in Life is a power ballad. 18 in Life is not a power ballad. Never has been, never will be. I do not think 18 in Life is a power ballad. I remember you, definitely a power ballad. Let's see what Wiki says. I don't care what Wiki says. <laughs> Wiki is the knower. <laughs> I
2: think Eric should be thrown overboard if he thought 18 in life was a power ballad. See what That's Wiki just me. Because
0: you know how sometimes when you click on the song, see is a song by heavy metal skid row released, blah, blah, blah. Biggest hit, blah, 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 blah. 60th best rock song by VH1. It says nothing about a power ballad. So there you go. What's your take on it, Sonny? I think it's close. I remember you is definitely, I think 18 in life is close just because of the dynamics between the verse, the chorus going into the solo. It's got that swell. If this thing was about, you know, somebody leaving to go to the army and the relationships breaking up we would be all over this thing that it's a power ballad. But because it's not about that, I think it confuses people.
1: I think this is another good one for the poll because I definitely think I'd like to hear what other people's take on it is. I think that, I mean, you said it's close. I don't necessarily disagree with that because it has definite qualities of a power ballad with the slow and the build and the big vocals and all that stuff. And again, I don't care that it's not necessarily about love. Lyrical content doesn't make a difference to me, but... Uh, yeah, I just don't see this song as a power ballad.
2: It has the lyric, a child blew a child away. If you're trying to get laid, (laughs) this is not the song that you send over to the girl that you fancy, right? This is not the song that you tap a girl on the shoulder to dance and say, hey, you want to have a dance? With the lyric, a child blew a child away. It's not a power ballad. It's a song about... Youth violence.
1: Jay, you don't know what kind of rough women Sonny hangs out with. Sonny hangs out with some rough women.
2: Yeah.
0: You know those people <laughs> well, who <up> into, like, <laughs> killing cops in the 80s, right?
2: <laughs> you know, listen, man, I don't want to deal with your S&M, that type of stuff on the show, but you can listen to this song in your dungeon and have at it, but I don't think it's a power ballad.
1: Sonny is hardcore. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, what about...
0: Beth is a ballad and we could say reason to live. We could argue if that's a power ballad or not. How about hard luck woman? That's a acoustic rock
2: song. It's a, it's a Rod Stewart song. (laughs) (laughs) Rod
0: Stewart has ballads. I don't know if he has power ballads though.
2: No power ballads, but no, I would say no on
0: that.
1: Yeah. This one was a interesting one for me. This might've been one of the more interesting ones on the list. And I, to be honest, yeah, I, I don't think it's a, power ballad it might just be a straight up acoustic ballad well it's not really even ballady it's kind of up tempo so yeah i don't know well thanks because you know that's why we asked you to come here is to tell us you don't know we already didn't know
0: (laughs) we don't need your help not knowing (laughs) it's not a power ballad all right thank you shit okay (laughs) (laughs) Jay, we, it's not you, it's us.
4: Sorry, George. I don't understand. Things were going so great. What what happened? Something must have happened. It's not you. It's me. You're giving me the it's not you, it's me routine? (laughs) I invented it's not you, it's me. (laughs) Nobody tells me it's them, not me. If it's anybody, it's me. All right, (laughs) George, it's you.
1: You're damn right it's me.
2: (laughs) I agree with you, Sonny. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's what we tell all the guests it's it's not them it's us
2: okay how about We're a stone lot about in, you guys.
1: <laughs> how about uh stone in love by journey
2: <laughs> jay. absolutely not
1: that was one of the dumber ones i saw on this list i was like no yeah it's just uh that's just a s-
0: slower i guess rock song how about i'll wait by mr david lee ross
2: van halen era jay no No, 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 no,
1: no! It's the closest thing they had to a ballad, but yeah, I don't necessarily know that this is a ballad. And then, are we voting against "Down in a Hole" and "Wood"
2: as we would fell on black days, Jay? Can I swear on the show?
1: (laughs) Yes, yes you can.
2: What the fuck? (laughs) Like seriously, like "Down in a Hole" and "Wood" power ballad. What the fuck is this person thinking? Like (laughs) seriously. (laughs) like what is wrong with you what are you doing what are you doing with your life where it has brought you to the point where you think wood by Allison Chains and down in a hole is a fucking power ballad (laughs) jesus unbelievable
1: (laughs) (laughs) wood definitely is not a power ballad down in a hole is just i mean it's definitely slow and definitely dark but i don't know Does it even have a part where it gets heavy in that song? I think what the problem is,
0: is that the grunge fans are upset that they don't have a power ballad that was a huge hit. They have some, but they were never a huge hit. They're jealous. And it's the only thing they couldn't get right that an 80s band had right.
1: Stop doing heroin.
2: (laughs) Too much uh, mind-altering activities with people who think Wood and Down the Hole is a power ballad. Get off the sauce, get off the drugs, be productive in your
4: life.
2: I'm like a job questionnaire. Like, do you think down in a hole in wood is a power ballad? And those who say no, get denied employment every, every day.
0: (laughs) Okay. So more interesting one, bring me to life by Evan
1: Is that a power ballad? No. Hells No close no it ain't it checks some of the definition why because it's got a slow part at the beginning i listened to the song today i was like the hell no that song ain't a power ballad
0: Okay, let's uh we'll skip over the Kiss one for a second. How about Heaven Sent, Dokken? We had this
2: argument before, Jay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's Heaven Sent. It's a power ballad. It's a blues song.
2: It's a dirty blues song. I mean, just the arrangement, the way it's the way it's set. I mean, the the power ballad it should be alone again for Dokken, not Heaven Sent.
1: This is one of the original songs that set off this whole conversation with me and Pooney. At first, I thought he was punking me because he was like, yeah, this is a power ballad. I was like, uh, yeah, ha, very funny. And he goes, no, I'm serious. This is a power ballad. I go, are you freaking crazy? And this set off the whole conversation. We put the poll out there. We got, I think, uh, 57% voted that it was not a power ballad. I said it's not a power ballad. No, and there's nothing about this song that's power ballad other than the fact that it's a little slower. Well, there's one thing about the songs as Power
0: Ballad 43%. It's not as cut and dry as you think it is.
1: Yeah, but that 43% is just wrong. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> how many times I got to go over this?
0: Wow. Wow. So, one of the last songs that we have on this list, and we can talk about other songs, is A Million to One by Kiss,
2: Jay. It's one of my favorite non makeup songs. It's probably. My favorite song on Lick It Up, but I would have to say, no, it's not a power ballad.
1: You know, I think this one is a uh, deep fan favorite, and I love this song a lot. I had to listen to it today just to refresh my mind before I spoke on it. And uh, after listening to this song, nah, this isn't a power ballad. Yeah, I disagree on this one.
0: And the only thing that's not jumping out as a power ballad is because... The verses don't start softer like we're used to for a power ballad. But in my mind, the chorus is going to a place that still creates the dynamic between the verse and the chorus to where, to
2: me, it's still a power ballad. For those hardcore Kiss fans out there, check out the Vinnie Vincent demo on YouTube of this song. It's incredible.
1: But... Back to Sonny's definition, he thinks that there's a big enough difference between the chorus and the verses dynamically that sets it apart and makes it a a power ballad. Is that what you said, Sonny? Yes. So I would challenge that definition and say, so what about a rock song where they're doing gang vocals for the chorus? and then come into a little bit mellower verse, does that make it a power ballad?
0: No, I'm talking about an emotional dynamic build. I'm not just talking about getting louder and more people singing. Okay. And this song has that. Reason to Live has it.
1: Yeah, the problem for me in both Reason to Live and One in a Million is the overall tempo of these songs just doesn't scream to me ballad or power ballad personally. Oh, that's because a one in a million is shit. We're talking about a million to one. What did I say? One in a million? Oh, the trickster song? <laughs> yeah. oh, that's just my bad. Yeah. That's just my bad. But uh, no, a million to one or reason to live. Neither one of them really screams power ballad. Reason to live a little bit less than a million to one. I think reason to live is closer to a power ballad than a uh, million to one.
2: Yeah, I, I do not see anything resembling a ballad in this song at all. I mean, if if we were to talk about a power ballad from this era of Kiss, it would have to be from the previous album, I Still Love You. Yeah. But a million to one, to me, has always been a mid-tempo rocker. You know, a different vocal presentation by Paul Stanley that differs from the rest of the songs that he sings on the album. But it kicks off. Is it the first song or the second song off a side two that, yeah, there's nothing to me. There's never been a, anything ballad ab- about it.
0: Yeah, the quintessential ballad, ball, power ballad by Kiss, is really I Still Love You. Like that's easy. Mm-hmm. It checks all the boxes, everything you want, nice tied up bow. You know, um, every time I look at you is probably more of a ballad forever. It's probably more of a ballad than it is power ballad. Yeah, th- this one's a tough one to me.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I Still Love You, and uh, Beth is just a straight-up ballad uh, along with the others, but yeah, this one doesn't feel ballad or power ballad to me, so. Okay, well, so it sounds like we've got some interesting opportunities for some polls out there because there are definitely some songs that I would like to hear other people's opinions on off this list for sure. Uh, I think we gotta ask about eighteen in life. I think we have to ask a couple other ones there that were on the list, Sonny, I think you wrote them down, but we'll put those polls out on um Facebook page and Twitter and see what you guys have to say about that. hell we got the we got the poll king. that's not gonna sound good. Sorry, Jay.
0: <laughs> you know how we always talk about our polls. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's my bad, buddy. That's that's my bad.
2: <laughs> yes, the Pole King, you know? <laughs> they, that's what they call me in the Forest Preserve.
0: You know how we always talk about our poles? You wanted the best, but you got the best! The
4: hottest man in the world! Kiss! It's time for your historic moment on Growing Up Rock.
0: So for the historic moment, I reached out to Jay. Said, "Hey, uh, give me ten Kiss songs you love, and in no particular order, right off the top of his head." He starts with Mister Speed, good name. Uh, went to Cold Gin, Rock Bottom, Shock Me, Tomorrow Tonight, Rock and Roll Hell, Coming Home, Every Time I Look at You, Larger Than Life, and the song that we talked about, whether it's a power ballad or not, A Million to One. I went and found a cover solo project from a guy named satin he's a norwegian aor artist so here is satin's version of the maybe power ballad a million to one guys get past the first 30 45 seconds don't give up on this one because it doesn't sound exactly like the kiss version just give it a chance
1: I'd love to say that I heard that version, but I have not heard that version. So I'm looking forward to it.
0: And the reason for that was because you'd bitch about it if you did, and I wasn't going to have you bitch
1: about it. Okay. Now I can't wait to hear it.
2: (laughs) I recommend couples therapy to both of you.
1: (laughs) There's no amount of therapy in the world that will help us. Jay Scott, pimp out your podcast one more time, please.
2: Podcast is The Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at The Hook Rocks or find us on Facebook by searching The Hook Rocks. We're available on all podcast platforms. Just got added to iHeartRadio last week. So we're moving along. We're, we're, we're moving the ship through the sea.
1: Awesome. Power ballads. Look for the polls. You know, we always talk about our polls. Uh, yep. That's not stripper polls to a lot of our listeners. That's actual power ballad polls. And uh, Sonny, you got any last minute words? Yeah, those other polls will be uh, non-essential businesses that will
0: open in a month or two, and you'll be happy there. Thanks for listening and uh, appreciate the feedback. And we will see you later.
4: See ya! Get ready to shuffle, rattle, and roll. Play us out, boys. (laughs)